Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. And let's talk some Mario Brothers. First off, uh, it's, it's good to be back. It's been a while. Those of you that, that follow uh, my personal stuff, you know, we've had some struggles and issues the past few months, but hopefully that's behind us and we're moving ahead and you're going to see here, I guess, more of me, technically. Um, you're going to see more of me if you follow me on stuff. we got all sorts of exciting news coming out, like new books releasing soon, um, some I can talk about, some I can't talk about. So it's really exciting, a lot of really cool stuff going on. But I wanted to, I wanted to come back to here, you know, this is where it all started, talking and doing the show and stuff, and I figured what better way to come back than a movie review. And what better movie than the Super Mario Brothers movie that just dropped this week. Now, I got to see it last night, we went to our local Alamo Draft House, which sucks and I hate it, but it was a movie party, and the movie party sucked too. But anyway, the movie though, we're here to talk about the movie. Uh, it's going to be interesting because earlier this week, I actually, with my family, rewatched the 93 live-action Super Mario Brothers movie. And when I asked my kids if they liked it, and all they could say was, mm, it's kind of weird. I get that. I get that. Uh, so having that fresh on my mind and going in to watch this, well, well, we'll get to that. So before we talk about it, though, let's talk about the behind-the-scenes stuff. This film has been in the works for, for quite, quite some time. Um, you know, even after everything went down back in 93, they kept talking about wanting to do something. You know, and after the Sony hacks back in 2014, uh, there were emails going around that they were Sony was trying to get the rights to Mario, and it just uh, kind of been going from there. And the the team that brought us this, you know, it, it's been a long time coming, but I think they finally got the the right team. And it wasn't until August of 2021 that they announced who the team was. But the directors are Anna Horvath and Michael Jelinek, who I recognized those names when they popped up. I was like, oh, I, where do I know those from? Well, in my house, Teen Titans Go plays, like, at least two episodes a day. Uh, it would be more if we let let it, but at least that. So Aaron is actually, he directed the Teen Titans Go to the movies, which I am on record saying that that movie is way better than it had any right to be. Um, it was so much fun and delightful and all the little Easter eggs and cameos and stuff. It was it was wonderful. But he also worked on some classic shows like Kid Notorious, Yin Yang Yo, uh, Mad, and he did the Elf Buddies musical Christmas. Um, so and he wrote Lego Dimensions, which was a severely underrated game that I know it kind of came at the end of all the interactive figure video games like Skylanders and stuff, but it was Lego, so it was great. Uh, Michael Jelinek, this is actually his directorial debut, but he wrote Teen Titans Go to the Movie, he wrote Batman vs. Dracula, uh, Return of the Crusader, the vs. Two-Face, which all of those were the ones that had, were revisiting the 66 universe uh, with Adam West and Burt Ward and stuff. He also did Scooby-Doo and Batman Brave and the Bold, again, a show that is watched very often in our house. Uh, we, ha we have a pattern. You know, he did Jackie Chan, The Batman, Ben 10. Legion of Superheroes, Brave and the Bold, which we just finished completing, uh, what, like two weeks ago, so that was a lot of fun. And of course, Teen Titans Go, and uh, a few other things that you you recognize. So, these guys know how to handle that kind of irreverent, 
offbeat but still funny style comedy uh, that took honestly took me a while to get into on Teen Titans Go. But now that I like know what it is and everything, I I love it and I appreciate it. And I think that's the best way, really one of the only ways you're going to be able to handle Mario because the premise of Mario. It's a, a plumber who goes to another world, dimension, plane of existence, however you want to look at it, and fights giant turtles, uh, and and can get and can grow a raccoon tail. You know, it's saying it out loud. It's pretty preposterous, but people love it. You know, I've been playing Mario my entire life. the The first Mario game came out in '85, um, I believe, and I I was born in '83, so literally my whole life I've I've been there, um, and I still think it's weird and crazy and stuff. So these these guys were able to really take that and create something just awesome, and the voice talent on this is next level. Um, you have Chris Pratt as Mario. Who, when that was announced, there's a lot of kerfluffle. And when we got the first teaser and kind of heard his voice, there's a little more fuss about it. But, you know, really, all in all, he does a, a really good job. He's not Mario. Like, Charles Martinet is in this movie um, as Mario and Luigi's dad and uh, another character that is basically the original, original Mario, uh, or an homage. But... He, yeah, he's not Chris Pratt. He's not Mario. He does kind of his own thing, and I'm I'm okay with it. I he yeah, it didn't take me out of the movie like you know sometimes when you get uh, Will Ferrell, who I love and adore, but when he does some voice acting stuff, and you're kind of like, oh no, that's that's Will Ferrell, like uh, the Lego Movie, you know. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach was amazing. She's I mean she's amazing herself she's one of the hottest like ticket up-and-coming actors right now actually at this point I wouldn't even say she's up-and-coming I say she's made it you know she's done so many wonderful movies back to back to back to back to back that uh, it's she's yeah she's there and to see her as this version of Peach who isn't the damsel in distress who's just a kick-butt warrior uh, hell-bent on saving her kingdom, you know, at all costs, and you know, really taking the fight to Bowser. It was really cool. Charlie Day is Luigi. I love that Luigi was the damsel in distress. You know, that's a nice kind of spin on the trope, and plus we've always seen Luigi be kind of, not cowardly, but the less brave, the kind of scared of the two brothers. You know, like the whole Luigi's Mansion franchise is floats around that idea. And Charlie Day did a great job of balancing that timidness, but also loyalty and love for his brother. And it, it just, again, it worked. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. I've been watching Schmigadoon. The new season just dropped as of this recording. So I, I love Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah, that, he's just great. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. I mean, again, this is kind of one of those things. He's just doing his Seth Rogen voice. And it's the point where they, like, make jokes, uh, visual jokes with like about his laugh and things. So, whatever. Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. 
And again, you know, he's one of those people that just always, whatever you give him, just puts in a great performance. It was, it was really good. But I would say the star of the show is Jack Black as Bowser. It's like if you know it's Jack Black, you recognize his voice. But if you didn't know it was Jack Black, you you'd be okay. You probably wouldn't know anything. Uh, but they do, you know, play to Jack Black's strengths. Bowser sings some songs, which again this goes back to just the ludicrousness. Is that a word? I don't know. Of it all and how. Um, you know, they they take it and run with it. And again, all, this team is one of the only people that can do that. And Jack Black manages to bring this, like, soft side to Bowser when he's talking about being in love with Peach and wanting to marry her. But then the next second he'll flip and be like, well, I'm going to kill all these people. I'm going to sacrifice all these people. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and he has no problem with death and destruction. So it's it's a weird balance, but it works. You know, it really, really does work. So, you know, the cast and crew, I'm not going to go, like, down the whole list and everybody just really bring everything. Um, they may bring too much. So, without getting into spoilers, we'll get into those in a minute. Without getting into spoilers, this movie is really enjoyable. You know, uh, it... It has a lot going on, though. You know, there's so many little music cues, like, where it's, they want you to know, hey, we're we're making reference to Luigi's Mansion. Hey, this is Mario Galaxy. Hey, this is Mario 64. Da-da-da-da-da. Uh, Rainbow Road, you know, whatever it is. There's little musical cues to the whole thing, which is fine, which is cool. And there's also tons and tons of little Easter eggs. Now... If you go back and listen to uh, my Love and Thunder recap, I kind of hit on this with Marvel. Like, I love seeing the Easter eggs and the little things. But when it becomes that there's so many that that's all you're looking for, it kind of takes you out of the movie. And that that happened a few times in this, this film where the journey got kind of lost. Um, in, the, in your three-act structure, you know, there were, it seems like the the opening was drawn out a little bit, and then the back half of the middle was kind of rushed, but it was enjoyable, you know. We, we went and saw it, uh, my whole family, and then our friends, like them and their two kids, we all went and saw it, and the general consensus was, it was good, it was fun, but it didn't live up to the hype. Now... To be fair, to be fair, my seven-year-old expected this to be like the Citizen Kane of movies, uh, of modern animated film. Um, Citizen Kane is the Citizen Kane of movies, so that that analogy doesn't work there. But he wanted this and this and this and this and this and everything. You know, he's played every single Mario game, beaten almost every single Mario game, has all the Lego, has all the toys, has everything. Kid. I mean, for Christmas, it's Christmas, Halloween two years ago, he made us all dress up as Mario characters. Um, I was Wario, just because we couldn't find a cool Bowser shell. But, so his expectations were real high. Mine, as time went on, became higher and higher. Like, when they announced it, I was like, oh, okay, we'll see. Because, again, I remember the 93 one. I remember being excited for it and then seeing it. And it's kind of the same thing. 
and especially going back and rewatching it. I may do a sporadic cinema on that one, but you know, rewatching it is like it's not as bad as people said it is. It was or is like it's it's fun. Um, this movie's kind of the same way. Like we all kind of agreed that hey, you know what? It's fun to watch. There's some cool moments, some cool characters. Obviously, there's going to be more, or hopefully, there's going to be more, and we'll be able to flesh out some storylines and things because they kind of hint at some stuff, but then don't circle back to it. So it'll be interesting. Um, as as far as the movie goes, I recommend it. I do. You know, is it the best movie I saw? No, like not even the best movie I've seen recently. Puss in Boots still is at the top of the animation films for me right now. But this was a really solid film, and I enjoyed it. Um, especially, and even if you don't have kids, like when we went, most of the people there didn't have kids, or at least didn't have kids with them. So it does. It tries to do that Shrek thing where it hits on nostalgia and those notes and points for us old folks, but then also have the new hotness for the kiddos. Um, I don't think they say the new hotness. I think Tommy Lee Jones is the last person to say that. But all in all, like I said, go see it. Check it out. It's a whole lot of fun, and it's it's worth a watch. Now, if you haven't seen it, just, just hit pause, okay? Hit pause right now because uh, we're about to talk spoilers. Or if you don't care about spoilers, you can listen in. You have been warned. So this film, just out as I was sitting there watching it, I was like, this is almost the same plot as the 93 one. Because you have them getting warped through this weird passageway. You know, in the first one it was a wall. and this one it's actually a pipe. But even when they're traveling, it looks the same. And then you have Bowser, who's this tyrant, who is trying to take over. Which, and that comes from the games. I get it. Um, but... He wants to marry the princess or, you know, you have some kind of unity with her to take over everything. Whereas all the people that follow him are like, no, let's just fight and kill everybody. And, you know, you don't have, you don't have Donkey Kong um, because of graphics and things. And Toad, even Toad, you know, in the original one, Toad after being transformed, was still loyal to Daisy and followed her and protected her and things. Same thing in this one. Toad is the only Toad, if you can follow along with this, Toad is the only Toad that follows Peach and protects her while all the other Toads like run and hide. Um, Luigi's storyline's a little different because, you know, in the first one he got the romance with Daisy and stuff. This one, it's more him being saved and things. But there were enough similarities. And I, and I guess, like I said, that's going off of the game that they were loyal to. Um, but there's enough that's like, man, that kind of reminds me a little too much of the 93 version. Uh, the rest of the movie, like, it's weird where they decide to put stuff. Um, so... Peach decides that she's going to go get the Kong army and that with their help they can take down Bowser. Well, she goes there and the Kongs have all the technology. Like, they have cars and helicopters and motorcycles and all the stuff from Mario Kart. You know? and But they also have all the power-ups and things that 
the toad, the mushroom kingdom has. And so that, that was kind of interesting to me, like, that they know each other and it's established that they communicate, but that the toads and things don't have cars. Um, the, the scene that comes out of that, though, so the, the deal is Cranky's like, all right, if you can beat my son in a fight, you can, we'll join you. And of course Mario does. This is a time, I know I kind of complained about the Easter eggs. I, I know, do as I say, no as I do, right? That I wish the, when they were fighting, you could have definitely put some Donkey Kong in there. You know, uh, more than they did, but whatever. There is some Donkey Kong Country references, including Diddy Kong. And my takeaway from the whole Kong thing, the fact that they have the cars, is just more proof that Diddy Kong Racing is better than Mario Kart. And that's a hill I will die on. Um, let me know what you think. Which one you think is, is better, Diddy Kong Racing or Mario Kart? Some of you may be too young to even remember Diddy Kong Racing. Anyway, but so then they go and they, they're they taking this secret passage back. So at this point, we're like halfway through the movie. The first part of the movie is basically what I talked about. Like Bowser wants to take over things. Luigi's kind of scared. They get sucked into a pipe. Princess wants to fight. That's, that's like the first half of the movie. Um, so they go and the secret is the Rainbow Road which was really cool to see. But then the Koopas come and stop them, destroy the road. Um, so it ends up only being Mario, Donkey Kong, Toad, and Peach that make it to the Mushroom Kingdom, and they're going to fight Bowser. Uh, well, actually, Mario and Donkey Kong fall to their supposed deaths. So Peach and Toad get back, and Peach agrees to marry Bowser if he'll spare all the Toads. Um, then, of course, Mario and Donkey Kong come back, and there's all this, this big fight. It was actually really cool. Uh, I will say the animation on this, I was really impressed. Like, the textures on their clothes and their hair looked amazing. Like, some of the best I've seen in a while. So, that was that was really cool. Um, well, as they're fighting, Bowser is like, okay, I'm going to destroy the Mushroom Kingdom. And he sends um, a Bill Bomb, Bomb Bill. The giant one that you turn into in Mario Kart to destroy Princess's castle. Well, Mario distracts him and sends him into the pipe that they came through. He explodes in there. And when he does, it causes this backlash, like this um, blowout, fallout, blowback, whatever you want to call it, that pulls, starts pulling the Mushroom Kingdom into Mario's world, the real world. Um, which, again, you know, at the end of the 93 Mario, that happened. Koopa and some Goombas got pulled in, and that's where uh, part of the final fight took place. And they go, and of course, you know, the heroes, they all, Mario gets beat up, and it looks like he's going to lose. Peach and Donkey Kong are still fighting Bowser. Um, then Mario pulls it together, and then Luigi heroes up, and they get the Invincibility Star, and they beat Bowser. The end. So... Like I said, it was, it was enjoyable. You know, there were some missed opportunities, I feel like. Um, I was reading a thing about they took out a song from Donkey Kong to put in Take On Me by AHA, which is one of my favorite songs, but apparently people are upset about that. Um, this movie, I am almost indifferent on it. 
which is which is bad. But like I said, it's just enough. There's just enough in there that I'm like, I do recommend it. I think you should go see it. You know, Jack Black alone, I, I will say, is worth the price of admission. Um, there's two stingers at the end, of course. I probably should have said that in the spoiler-free part, but oh well. You know, they, they set up some stuff. I think this universe is... Uh, there's a lot to explore here, and I think it's going to be interesting. So I, I can't wait to see what happens next. But yeah, go see Mario Brothers. Let me know what you think. Um, let me know in the comments below or hit me up. You can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Or follow me on Facebook and Instagram at thenightnerd, N-I-G-H-T-N-E-R-D. We got lots of cool stuff. Um, if you live in West Texas, we're expanding our trivia empire where we're doing first Thursdays at Barroom and every Monday at Gaslight and maybe a few other things in the works that I'm really excited about. So a lot of cool things. This is a great, you know, I've been away for a while. You've been away for a while. This is a great time for all of us to come back together and go forward and just have fun. So until next time, I'm Lance. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll talk to you later.